This Shelter Island Reporter podcast is a conversation with Lisa Shaw, writer and director of this summer's community musical based on the legendary Prospect Hotel. I'm Susan Carey Dempsey. Join me as we learn more. Lisa, thank you so much for talking to us today. Everyone is talking about the show on the island, and uh, you are the driving force behind it. Um, technically, you are the author, playwright, uh, composer, director, everything. Anything else? <laughs> no, that pretty pretty much covers it. Yeah. Okay. So the name of the musical that you have done uh, for the Shelter Island Historical Society's anniversary, it's about the Prospect Hotel. What's the title? The prospect is good. So it's a circa 1932. Uh, 1932. And so most Islanders are familiar with at least the story, the legacy uh, about the Prospect Hotel. This is from the heyday, I guess, when people would really come for a luxurious summer on the island? Right. Um, I think the, the in the archives, which is where I get all the material at the Historical Society, the majority of the photographs, uh, the photogra- photographic archives come from people who showed the burning of both of the hotel, both in, I believe it's 1924 and in 1942, because the hotel was built and it burned down, as many hotels in this country were. And then they, a Shelter on Heights uh, Association decided to rebuild it, and it was rebuilt, I think. 26 or maybe it was 24 and it burned down in 42 and at that point um the heights association decided not to rebuild it because it really wasn't making a lot of money at that point yeah they were and i've looked through the archives because they have all of the accounting books which is so very interesting and um they they didn't turn a profit every year because there were only 75 days in which to make a profit, which is not much. Right, right. Yeah, that's that's the story of, of uh, you know, seasonal life on a place like Shelter Island. Um, yeah. I didn't realize that it was owned by the Heights Association. I just assumed it was a private company. So that's really interesting. Yes. The, now, the, the association pretty much, um, they own some of the cottages that we still see in the um, Heights and then some of the cottages were privately owned and uh, the cottages were sort of a, a more private place for people to stay if they wanted to come here for the summer. But they were all managed by the association. OK. And um, I'm not sure because I haven't got that far. If the association bought that from the Methodist camp mm-hmm. um, through private and, you know, pr- was it a private transaction or was, did they go to the Methodist uh, organization at the time? I'm not really sure about that. Okay. okay. And this, I know this year is the 150th anniversary for the Heights and the association. And I guess mm-hmm. all, all of those uh, are from, from that era, but um, the, the two fires, do you know how they started? They pretty much um, just started because they, they had, uh, first of all, oil and, um, and lamps, live 
you know, fire. Yes. And so the one in 24, I'm not really sure exactly how it started, but it was thought that that, that it had to do with just a malfunction and somebody did something. There was no one hurt in that fire. And in, in the later fire, no one was hurt either because the fire happened, I think, a week or two before the season was actually slated to begin. Right at the beginning, right? Yes, yeah. it was amazing. So, um, give us a little bit of uh, the the insight of the um, what you've what you've turned uh, into a, a musical from this this dry historical uh, set of of records. <laughs> what well, you know, going to have? <laughs> I, I when I go into the archives, like last year, the story was already there. The the one about the lima bean industry it was already there. And after reading, I thought, oh, this is terrific material to mine and, and make into a, um, into, and reenact this whole uh, story. This year, when I went into the archives, I've always wanted to write about the Prospect Hotel. Uh-huh. And uh, so I went with the intent of getting as much information as I could. And there is so much that happened in 1932 that was able to be woven into the story um, there was the town fathers. The town hall was actually erected in that at that time in July. They were celebrating the um, the town hall. Mm. What's the word? The like laying the cornerstone opening or of it. opening of opening the okay, yeah. okay, all right. So that was that didn't necessarily happen at the prospect, but I kind of wove that in. Mm-hmm. And then another event that happened was um, the Shelton Presbyterian Church Dorcas Society hosted a discussion called The Truth About Alcohol. Mm. Now, this was a year before the Volstead Act was repealed, so prohibition was very much um, in the news. And But on Long Island, New York, it people were not really pro-prohibition. Right. There was a lot of activity with, right. with regard to running illegal um, alcohol and getting it into the shore and then running up and down Long Island. So that's also part of the story because hotels were sort of at this crossroads where they couldn't serve. And yet in the archives, I found some reference and that I couldn't quite follow the thread to that there was that hotels and resorts could serve alcohol. But it was really the the transporting and the selling of it large scale that was illegal. And basically it was because the government didn't get any money. Right, right, right. Yeah. When anything's illegal, the government doesn't get money and they're not happy. Yeah, that didn't work out. (laughs) No. But it was really an important part of the uh, island economy. Oh, uh, it was. According to uh, Toots Clark's, um, his narrative that he provided, that's how high school kids made their money. They literally would unload hooch from the boats and put it on trucks, and then it got transported to other different places up and down the island, South Fork, North Fork. Yeah. So it was it was not a dishonorable way to make money. Right, right. It was expected. Yeah, that was very... So that's a, a large part of the story. Yeah. And then um, the other part of the story is that there was a variety show called um, Silhouettes, and it took me a long time to figure out exactly what that was. I didn't even know that it was a variety show until I... I kept reading about it and, and sort of unearthing other material. And that uh, drew about 500 people to the prospect, which is a lot of people. It is. And yeah. it, it was a fundraiser for churches and a fundraiser for the fresh air camp. 
Now, I don't know if the Fresh Air Camp is the one that existed on um, Congdon's Road, because I lived on Congdon's Road back in the 50s when I was young, and it was a camp where um, kids and people who had uh, handicaps and disabilities would come for the summer. And it was wonderful because I would watch these people go up and down Congdon's Road. And it, it, I just, they were an interesting group of people for me as a young child. And I just, I loved that. Yeah. And so yeah. that, I think it might be that same um, camp that mm-hmm. the money for the Silhouettes was, was supporting as okay. well. All right. Yeah. That's and nice. primarily they came from Brooklyn. and Yeah. That's a nice part of the story too. Yeah. Um, so how many uh, people are in the cast of the show? Oh, I've lost count. <laughs> Honestly, I have lost count. I think that there are between 25 and 30. Um, okay. Okay. People are still co- coming and going a little bit. We yeah. have a, a couple of characters to fill, and then we had to let a character go. What? And, oh, gosh. Well, you, the, see, the beauty of this, and this is the most fun for me, is I write the skeleton of a show and then I, I bring it to the wonderful, fun people who do the actual acting. Mm-hmm. And then we all collaborate and they write their own lines in fun. And, they, and they take things out. <laughs> um, and then they say, oh, well, we, you know, we need something here. OK, so what do you think we need? So it's very much a collaborative piece of work. And that's what I absolutely love about it. Yeah, that's great for everybody who's involved in it. Yeah. So we really never know what the lines are or <laughs> how many people there are going to be at any given night. <laughs> and, and, and every night it may be a little bit of a different show. Oh, it, it is every night. It's very different. Yes. And uh, we did, we did, I did put the, my foot down and Charity Roby is um, the stage manager and she also does all of the uh, emails to everybody and tries valiantly to hold us She's together. Advisor. Yes. Yes. Right. So she said last night to everybody, okay, no rewrites. Okay, we, we got to land here. Um, <laughs> this is it. <laughs> this get, is it. Got to get serious, everybody. Oh, my goodness. How, how do you work a, a story like this into a musical? Um, some of this music was of the period. Uh, I have original sheet music of this, of this 1932 wow. that Mrs. Helen Lamont, I think, gave to me, oh, many, many years ago. And I've always kept it trying to figure out, well, what could, what could I do with this? I mean, what, what would be an appropriate time to play this music? And um, so this was it. And a lot of it, I mean, again, it, a lot of it came from 32, from that period of time. And so the t- songs that I wrote aren't necessarily of the genre um, that 30s music was the sound of that 30s time. Mm-hmm. It's more contemporary and it's an extension of the language in the play. Um, but the, the thing that is so interesting is that in the Silhouettes play, there's a song called Peanuts, which was very much influenced by Cuban, uh, music, you know, and it's, uh, the salsa, the rumba, America was very caught up with Havana at this time. I guess it was because we were in Cuba and, uh, enjoying Cuban life. So that music kind of came back and that was a, a fun thing to explore. Um, jazz was also uh, quite prominent. Right. right. Um, so there's a nice kind of selection of different sounds that that we've accumulated. And I think I've also lost track of how many songs. 
But I think there's somewhere in the vicinity of uh, 15 songs that are that either cameoed or we do the full length of them in the play. Mm-hmm. So, and then we're doing uh, a dance tune that we were just working on today, and I won't say what it is. It's just a it's a dance that was very popular at the time. Oh, wow. and so we're going to try to pull that one off. But you're doing choreography too. Well, Alex Binder, who works at the, um, she oh. works over at the Historical Society. Yes, right. She's coming in to help us learn dance numbers because she is a dancer and she's taught dance. Oh, that's so great. So we're depending on her for that. But we, we taught ourselves, we taught ourselves a couple of dances too. I think that's awesome. It's it's organic. It's just really growing Very. as you go along. It's and, and that's the okay. thing. It grows and grows, and then you just got to put the lid on and say, "Okay, we can't. We got to stop this thing." Oh my god! But it makes it so much fun. Oh, it is. It is. It's it's great. I, I wish you could, you know, do like three of them every summer. You know, it's just 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 a wonderful idea. And it's running for how many nights? Four nights. Well, the first night is Thursday night, and that's dress rehearsal where family and friends are invited only. Okay. And then, thir- then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights, it's open to the public. July 21st through the 24th. And because it's outside, we, she and the Historical Society were able to fit more people in they init- than they initially planned. And um, so be- we- that's one of the intents of keeping it outside is because COVID is still here. So it's a, kind of a safe way for people to enjoy, enjoy like music and, and community theater. Right. It's really perfect. So everybody can be outside and, and be a lot safer. Um, but yeah. it's a perfect setting, too. It's, you know, right there on the, the grounds at the Historical Society. And, you know, you really can feel like getting very much into the place, if not, you know, traveling back in time. And, uh, you know, it'll, it, it'll really be a good community feeling for everybody to be there. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's just awesome. I, I cannot wait. I know a few people in the cast and I'll be. I know you, you do know a few people. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> and and your, your few people are growing, growing by the, by the day here. Um, <laughs> I heard, I heard one doesn't, one doesn't get any lines, but he has a, a, a important role. So <laughs> he has a very, he has an important, <laughs> we, and, we, and, and we know he will make the most of it. Well, we certainly know that, but uh, we, it, It'll be great to see all our family and friends and neighbors. I think that's the great, the great fun of it. Did you, um, did you film the, the play last year? The Lima Bean, what was it called? A Hill of Beans. Hill of Beans. We did film it, but uh, we didn't, we only had one camera. Mm. So it was straight on angle shot. This year we're trying to make it to, to film it from different angles and have multiple cameras so that it, it's something that can be shown again. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And so we're endeavoring to do that. Uh, Again, this show is completely dependent on volunteers. Everybody who's in the show is a volunteer. And many of the people who work behind the scenes, like Peter Waldner is is painting the set for us. Right, right. um, You know, so many different contributors. And Linda DiOrio gets props. and We beg and borrow from all kinds of people. So it's a voluntary effort. And um, that's what makes it really kind of special, you know. Oh, it makes it beautiful. It's really incredible that, well, you do so much to actually create it and then so many people jump in. That's right. It's just, it's it's for fun, but it's more than that. It's, I think there's, there's got to be a lot of pride in in creating something that's so special. Well, it's fun, but it's skill. 
you know, you have to use skill yes. and, and many other human um, attributes like patience and grace <laughs> and um, respect. And there's a lot that we get along with your fellow cast members right? with one another because it gets pretty, uh, it, you know, it just there's a lot going on all the time. It, Yes, yes, it is. It's, and it's so, a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure, but it's it's all uh, all good. It'll come out yeah. beautiful in the end. How long do you know how long it runs or is it? Have you got I don't have running time. Last year's ran an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. I think this year's is going to run about the same amount of time. Yeah, there are six scenes. And um, if we keep adding lines, it will go to an, an hour and a half. Uh, but if we, if we stay <laughs> with the script as is, <laughs> yeah, I would say say an hour and a half. About that. That sounds yeah. great. That's great. I think it's going to be uh, fantastic. It's going to be the highlight of the summer. And people should go to the shelterislandhistorical.org website, I think, to find tickets. That's and, right. Um, plan on bringing their, their family and, uh, and bring chairs, right? Some chairs. Uh, actually, yeah. Shelter Island School provided chairs last year. Mm -hmm. And I think I believe they're going to provide them again this year. Um, but we encourage people too to bring your blankets or small chairs and sit and have a picnic in the you know, and just enjoy, you know, right. the, the weather. The one thing I would like to stress is because of the orientation of the sun and the barn, we ask people to remember to bring hats and visors because at some point the sun may be in your eyes. Oh my goodness. So, I wouldn't have thought of that. That's really yeah, that's that's a very big consideration and we've wrestled with that for two years now but there's really kind of out of our, that's out of our control right <laughs> so everyone should yeah. go you know go to blisses or go somewhere on the island get a shelter island hat and be yep. ready for get this. a hat <laughs> and, we'll and have, sunglasses right not too big hat don't block anybody's view you know but no. that, that's a good good consideration if we're going to be outside yeah, we're going for the Jimmy Buffett look here. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. All right, we'll be watching and we'll be waiting and we'll be cheering. Yeah, it's it should be it should be fun again. Yes. The group sure. of people that are in the cast are just the most fun. Just they're, they're the most fun to work with, and um, there's a lot of laughing that goes on along with the work. You know, so. That's the best. Well, thank you for all you've done to make it happen. And thank you for talking to me today. Really appreciate it. All right. Take care. Bye.